Go, ma'am. Jamie. It it's going dandy. Crack open my white claw. Nice. My mic. That's what I get. All- it up. Happy All Star break, Joe Man. Yes, yes. Welcome to another exciting edition of Puck Naked. The All Star break is upon us. Uh, so a uh, lot of fun stuff to talk about in the first half of hockey. Obviously, uh, yeah, the All Star uh, All Star break started tonight. They uh, had the All Star. The uh, All Star All Star Week is happening in uh, Toronto, and they did uh, they did a draft, a player draft. Everyone loves a good player draft. Uh, and boy, if you want to see the sparkling personalities of NHL players come out, um, don't let them drink alcohol and make them draft each other, man. Yeah. Um, we talked about it last time, and it's never going to change. I don't know if last time we've talked about it. Sometimes never going to change. Um, hockey players are a different breed of people. They're uh, all about the game. It's all about the sport. It's all about the history. And, um, here's, you know what? Uh, I dog MLB, the MLB all the time for not marketing their players. Um, I don't really dog the NHL for doing it because I mean, there's not, not saying that these guys aren't marketable, but boy, um, it's a little dry if they're not on the ice. It is a little dry. They just like, they're really bad at marketing themselves. Um, you know, they're so ingrained in the, you know, the me and team, there's no, no I, and you know what? It's great. It's, it's, it's in my opinion, the, the best team sport there is, but every now and then you want to look, and some of the players do have personalities. It's, it's, it's really easy to dog them and get them down. But every now and then you're just like, man, can you give me like a, can you get like, like, like baseball is still like Jose Ramirez has a great personality. Baseball, right. Sure. Like, now, obviously yeah, we, sure. we know him very well because he's in Cleveland, but, you know, he's got a personality. He's gregarious. He's got those like little things about him that you just pick up on really easily. And it's it's really hard to do with hockey. Um, but you know what? The NHL tries. Um, they do. Not very they do. well, but they do no, try. But they, they, they make some effort. And um, teams are pretty interesting. I will tell you, I'm not rooting for Team Hughes. No offense to Team Hughes. But Jasper Brett has been a f- fucking tough fantasy play for me this year. But Joe, looking at these teams, what's uh, who's your favorite going into it? What who do you think we got as well the top All Star team? Um, you want to just start with Team Hughes and work our well, way down? And well, yeah, let's take a look at them, right? So, so the way this all started is that Team uh, each team was given a celebrity captain. Um, team Austin Matthews, uh, the hometown boy, playing. Uh, you know, he's he he's the uh, he's uh, on the Toronto uh, Maple Leafs. He's captaining a team with all another. Well, he, Austin Matthews isn't plays for him the hometown kid though uh celebrity captain is justin bieber um and you know what i'm looking at the roster of team hughes and it's basically jason the toronto maple leaves this team is captained by austin matthews has morgan riley william nylander and mitch marner um the team is over almost half on a maple leaf um it's half toronto maple leaves and then they have Three Rangers, well, two Rangers, and then an Islander on it. It's um, yeah, it's, it's very New York, uh, Toronto centric. Got a couple uh, nice little slips in there where Philip Forsberg make another All Star game. Alice Debrinket, Red Wings, Clayton Keller. Uh, I love me some Clayton Keller, the Coyotes, and uh, nice pick of Jake Ottinger there. Another solid Jake, year for Jake Ottinger. Jake Ottinger's having one of those. He's been above. He's been 
fine or finer. He's like, he's been okay. Yeah. He hasn't, yeah. he, he, he really came on the scene in this playoffs two years ago against Calgary. He had a great season last year. He's, he's, he's playing behind a very good Dallas stars team. And, uh, but yeah, I'm a believer. I'm a big, I'm a big Otter fan. Uh, Loki favorite part about Jake Ottinger, uh, his goalie mask. I recommend anybody look it up. Uh, he has an otter with a cowboy hat and a little little, little sheriff star on his mask. He plays in Dallas. Loki, the best mask in the league. It's a, but yeah, uh, interesting team. When you look, then you got Team McDavid. Uh, <laughs> Liberty captain yeah. is Will Arnett. Uh, Will Arnett's yeah. Canadian, a big hockey fan. Um, I, definitely a play for the like the maybe the you know the older millennial Gen X crowd. You know, he's a fit guy in his forties or fifties. You know, he's kind of got that that age demographic. This team, by the way, Loki might be my favorite, but uh, yeah, so you've got Connor and Leon from the Edmonton Oilers, and then my per- my personal favorite goaltender, Connor Hellebuck, who's having a Vesna caliber season. David Pasternak, who is just ripping it up with Boston again. Rosmus Dahlin from Buffalo, Robert Thomas, uh, Sam Reinhardt, Sergey Borowski, Boone Jenner, Nick Suzuki, and Tomas Hurdle. Um, the bottom of this team might, you know, with Suzuki, Jenner, and Hurdle's yeah. having, having a little bit of a down year because San Jose sucks. Bottom of this team is a lot of a whole lot of also I no disrespect to Columbus fans. Um and I'm sure if any of you yeah. listen to this, you're gonna come at us. When you hear the word all-star, Jason, do do <laughs> you think Boone Jenner? I'll be honest with you. Um, and this is again no shot against Tomas Hurdle either. When I hear All-Star, I don't think Boone Jenner. I don't think Columbus Blue Jackets. I don't think Tomas Hurdle, and I don't think San Jose Sharks. And Oh, uh, oh Nick Suzuki doesn't deserve the bid. Well, the, yeah. The bottom yeah, three is just bad. Yeah. Uh, so, Nick- I mean, look, it's nice to have representation from those teams. I'm glad that, you know, there's a little sprinkling in there. You think there's anyone else on uh, Columbus that could have been? I mean, Tomas Hurdle is the right choice. If you're going to have a San Jose Shark, you're going to have Tomas Hurdle. I think, personally. Um, I don't know about the I, Canadians. I don't disagree. Suzuki's uh, probably the pick, but Columbus is it Boone? But or is it? I mean, who else would it be? I guess is is there the, the question? There's no one. No, there's absolutely exactly. no one. Um, yeah. uh, Johnny Gaudreau's not having a season to just, like. And the so the NHL does right is they they want one representative from every team. They want everyone yeah. to be able to say like, oh, that's my guy. And I get it. I'm always torn on this because uh, you know other other. Sports All-Star games have done this in the past. I don't have a problem with every team being represented, but I just wish there was like a threshold of, yeah. Yeah, hey yeah. guys, like if, can if, you hit a certain level or we you don't get a spot? It, it, and, and stats aren't everything. I fully get that. Sure. But Boone Jenner has 18 points. When we when we like, have a quick uh, after this after we finish talking about this we do a quick recap of the standings, uh, <laughs> the Jackets, the Blackhawks, and the Sharks are really doing everything they can to be last, and oh God, it yeah. shows. And it's like I you know look it's it's cool well, uh, that we've got someone from the ja- uh, the Jackets out there, but man, I I very much. Um... Man, I, I'm always torn because I, you know, hey, we live in a small market, right? So we, I love sure. being able to like see guys from the Cavs or the Indians be there, right? But I've always appreciated the fact like we've gotten the guys there on merit for the most part. Same thing with like the, you know, even the Browns, like Joe Thomas made it because he deserved to be a pro bowler all those years. He was fantastic. 
Uh, neither of those three belong there. But Loki, no. this team is it's pretty good. Very, yeah. very good. Uh, it's very top heavy, though. It team is. Team McKinnon, though, the next team might be. Uh, this I, team is very interesting. I think it's my favorite. It might be my favorite, too. Uh, the, uh, celebrity captain Tate McRae. Jay, do you know who Tate McRae is? I, I have no idea who Tate McRae is. Tate McRae is a Canadian pop star. Um, and, uh, a fun fact, she used to date Columbus Blue Jackets prospect and young player Cole Sillinger. Uh, oh, she, wow. Cole she has, she made an all-star game before Cole Sillinger. And, uh, that's hilarious. Uh, but yes. Um, so did she win uh, one of those Canadian music awards. The fuck are those things called? Uh, oh God. Um, the uh, maples? Uh, <laughs> the syrups? No, uh, fuck. What are they? Um, not the Maples. <laughs> I should know this. My brother had a friend whose band was nominated for one. I really should know this. Uh, is it the Juno Awards, maybe? The Junos. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, the yeah, Juno yeah, Awards. Yeah. Okay. Um, ah, yeah, so, you know, so legendary 20-year-old artist Tate McRae is a celebrity, uh, the celebrity captain here. But uh, again, this is, you know, hey, you got Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr. Uh, they did draft their goalie, Alexander Georgiev, who's having a, uh, an okay year. Uh, I mean, he's... Record-wise, he's having a good year. Stat-wise, he's been average. Uh, but when you play in, when you play behind that good of a team, you better be at least average. But they have Sid the Kid, Sidney Crosby, uh, age thirty-six, is lighting it up again. Uh, he just won't. He's he's the he's the LeBron of the NHL. He doesn't seem yep. to age. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov, Sebastian Ajo, who's also having a sneaky good year. Tom Wilson, who's having a Tom Wilson year. Yep. Jeremy Swayman, who's in the Vesna running and is part of the best tandem and goaltending in all of hockey. Travis Connectivity, uh, Elias Lindholm, who ironically uh, just got traded to Vancouver, mm-hmm. but was selected for Calgary. So yep. that's always fun. And then our good friend, Oliver Bjorkstrand, who uh, was yeah. on the uh, 2016 uh, Lake Erie, now Cleveland Monsters, Calder Wooden Champion. So um, yeah. this team from top to bottom, like you, like we just talked about the bottom three, the other one, having Konechny, Lindholm and Bjorkstrand as your last three players, it's pretty strong lineup. Elias Lindholm, Travis County and Bjorkstrand are the kind of players who make an all-star game once, maybe twice. You don't really, they're not, they're not perennial all-stars. They have a decent season. They make it. And when you have a all-star from every team, this is the kind of player you should end up with, right? If the team is just meh, or you're like right now, Seattle and Philadelphia are they're uh, they're decent, they're not great. They're having middling seasons. Philadelphia is actually having a better season, but that's because Tortorella will coach the shit out of him and get like a a little bit more than expected out of him. But you know. Decent, decent seasons. Elias Lindholm was amazing about that is he's having a down year, but all of Calgary is having a down year. Um, he he's the kind of player who I think maybe a change of scenery. He really pop off a second half. But overall, I agree. The bottom three of this team, when you compare to the last three, is much, much better. Uh, I am a Tom Wilson hater, so I I, I that's a, he's my least favorite person on this team. But when you can say, hey, I, my our top five or our starting five could be Nate McKinnon, Kale McCarr, Sidney Crosby, Kirill Kaprizov. And I, I now to be fair, the, the, the format's three on three. So they only have one defender, but that, you know, that's a good lineup. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like going down to the Hugh team Hughes, right? So uh, yep. uh, Quinn Hughes and Jack Hughes, Jack Hughes is not playing because he's hurt. Um, right. Talk about fantasy. He's hurt and he's killing me. Jack Eichel's also hurt and killing me right now. 
Um, but they're both having phenomenal years, both phenomenal players. Elias Pettersson is there with uh, uh, Vancouver. Nikita Kucherov, who's my God, he's having he's already over 80 plus points. Uh, he's having a, a heart trophy style year. Thatcher Demko's having another Vesna caliber year. Kyle Connor, Brady Kachuk, Jesper Brett, Cam Talbot, Brock, Brock Besser of Vancouver, JT Miller of Vancouver. This is Team Vancouver, uh, much yep. like uh, Team Maple Leaf up there. And then Frank Petrano. Uh, and then um, Connor Bedard and Jack Eichel are hurt and they are not going to participate. So they were not drafted. Um, you might see them there, but they're not going to be playing. Um, Connor Bedard, obviously, rookie off to a great start. He's probably out of the Calder now, but um, let's take a look at this team here. So this is the team that's the most interesting to me because I think you could make the argument. This is the team that doesn't have a it, the bottom three on this team is having a better year than every other team's bottom. Right. Um, you know, if you look at Frank Petrano, J, like JT Miller's having, he's at 66, 65 points. Brock Besser's 52 points, right? Jesper Bratt's up there with 50 some points. Brady Kachuk is right around 50. Frank Petrano's having a career year uh, in for the 40 point range. If anything, you look at this team, you're like, every one of these players is a, is, is a, at least a mid tier or better. Um, at least this season, Frank Vetrano is typically he's playing out of his mind this year for who he typically is. The weakest part of this team is their goaltending. Uh, or let me phrase it. Their backup goaltending, I should say. Yeah. yeah backup. Thatcher yeah. Demko, Demko's having a fantastic year. He's really bounced back. Cam Talbot started off strong. The Kings have imploded, imploded since Christmas. They've been garbage. Yeah. And Cam Talbot is certainly part of the reason why they're losing a lot. But, um, yeah, interesting teams. Uh, Overall, what do you think about the all-star game format, doing the three-on-three tournaments, the player uh, draft? What do you think? So I'm a, I'm a fan of the three-on-three tournaments. Um, I'm an old-school uh, all-star game aficionado, I guess. Like, you look at the old uh, NFL all-star games and the MLB is really the only one who's kept it with, you know, teams that are based on performance per, um, each division. My, I think the, the, uh, the player draft works in the NBA because those guys, I think make a point to play with guys that are on other teams, right? They make draft picks to be able to play with some of their favorite players, guys they hoop with in the off season, guys they're close with, friends with their families or friends so you get a nice mix um i am not a fan of four vancouver canucks four maple leafs four avalanche or three avalanche you know uh i guess the only one that has the team mcdavid i guess has the most um parity with only having two guys from edmonton um in in the in the all-star game but you know look um the good part is uh, I feel like the games are more fun when the guys are playing with guys that they want to be playing with. So that that's a positive. I really like the three on three format. We've been doing it for a number of years now. I'm just not sure I'm sold. And this is not uh, a fault of the NHL or really the players, to be honest with you. I'm not blaming. I'm not casting blame on everyone. I think it's just an unfortunate byproduct. Sometimes you have player drafts. I mean, hockey teams are close knit groups. I mean, these are their friends, their guys, their brothers, their family. Of course they're going to pick their friends. Of course they're going to pick their teammates. So exactly. I don't know. I mean, if you if you're going to have if you're going to have a player draft, you you have to expect that this is going to be the case, and you just kind of live with it. 
I, uh, I, I overall agree. The, the only, the biggest criticism I can say a little bit is, you know, I, I think to your point, the NBA having guys who are like friends outside of it, they like to play each other. A, a little of that's partly a result of like just how, how, how many, how many players move around now. Um, and they True. move around the True. NHL, but, uh, there's so much more player movement in the NBA. It's not to the degree of the NBA, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I'm with you. Uh, what I love sometimes these guys to say, you know, what I have loved to see Austin Matthews say, you know what, I'm not going to go ahead and draft all of my all of my buddies. I'm going to go ahead. You know what? Hey, yeah, I want to beat Mitch Marner. I want to, you know, I'll play him. I think that would have been interesting. Part of it with the All-Star game being in Toronto. I also say, sure. you know what? They sure, wanted sure. to keep them together and, you know, have a hometown. OK, um, but, you know. I think it can be exciting. I think it'd be really, there's a part of me that says, Hey, three on three with Nate McKinnon, Kale McCarr and Sidney Crosby. Well, I don't care if Nate McKinnon and Kale McCarr play together. I want to see them play with Crosby. Right. right? Right. What do I love? Do is there a part of me that loves the idea of three on three of you say, Hey, we're not going to play a D man. Austin Matthews, William Naylor and Mitch Runner on the same three on three line. That could be, that's a lot of offensive talent. That could be a lot of fun. Um, So there's certainly positives and negatives to it. What I'm actually, I think, most interested in is the skills challenge. So yep. they they change this up. Um, there's only twelve all stars competing in the skills cha- or skills competition. Um, there's eight events, and each player earns points based on your finishes in those events. And the winner actually wins a million dollars. There's a prize. I actually think guys are going to really give a shit this year. A million dollars is a lot of money. I know a lot of people are like, well, they're millionaires. They make a ton of money. Yeah, but when the highest paid player, a million dollars is one twelfth of their salary. That's huge. Yeah. In the NBA, a million dollars is like a third of what Tristan Thompson makes to sit in the bench. It, it, the, the pay scales are just so different. So I'm actually really interested to see this, but um. You have so far the way it's going to be. Uh, you've got uh, Pasternak, McKinnon, McCarr, Drysidel, McDavid, Matthew Barzell from the Islanders, Nikita Kucherov from Tampa Bay, Austin Matthews, William Nylander, Elias Pettersson, and Quinn Hughes from uh, Vancouver, and JT Miller, who also from Vancouver, competing in this competition. The only thing I don't like about that, this is the one that I would love to see more representation. You're yeah. telling me that I got there's 12 players, two of them are from Edmonton. I have Austin Matthews and William Nylander from Toronto. I have Elias Pedersen, Quinn Hughes, and JT Miller from Vancouver. And then Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr from Colorado. The only individual players from you know, solo teams, David Pasternak, Matthew Barzal, Katie Cooper. Yeah. Three. That is, that's where I don't like, you know, the, and the fans had some votes on this. I'm not saying those players aren't deserving of being in there, but when you're limiting the field to 12 guys, let me see 12 guys, one from each team, or a little bit of crossover. Three yeah. from Vancouver. I'm really glad Vancouver came out and helped vote their guys in. Uh, okay. Um, so it's going to be interesting. But in some of these, you know, hey, fastest skater, McDavid's one of the fastest skaters in the league. He obviously should be in there. Uh, that's interesting. Hardest shot. I'm not going to lie. I am going to miss the big boys being oh, out there for the hardest shot, man. Hardest shot for me last year was the first year where I was like, man, this is cool. But I miss Zidane Chara. 
I miss the big demon with the fucking gnarly slap shots. Yep. Just power, pure power. I mean, that's that's what they do. They're not glam. They're not glitz. They don't have a lot of stick handling. But what do they do? They shoot the puck hard as fuck. I do miss the big boys. There's not a lot of big boys in the NHL anymore. Um, yeah. And it's and slap shots are dying. The the way that the game is moving, it's it's much. It's every year. I think it gets a little bit closer to the international game when it comes to the speed of the game and there's a lot of stick handling. It's not. I'm not. It's never going to be like that. The NHL is always going to be more gritty than international game. From a uh, you know checking is is has died. Overnight overnight's hits have died a little bit. Is what I mean. Right, you don't get as many of them, and then when you do, they're they're not as gnarly, and it's the same thing as football, right? It's just the way that the games are going. So I understand it, but I do. There is a little bit of a nostalgia for me that misses the big boys going out there and just brutally smacking a puck off the ice and seeing how can how many hundred a mile an hour they can get it. Um, but look, I mean, to to your point, like I would like to see a little bit more representation too, but. <laughs> It is about the fans. It's about what the fans want. If the fans voted, that's what they get, right? So kudos to those fan bases for coming out and voting like crazy. Oh yeah. I think it has. I think it has a little bit of added interest because it's an all-star game in Canada with a lot of Canadian team representation. It makes sense when you look yeah. at it at a thousand-foot view. So, am I mad? No. Am I a little disappointed that I don't get to see like Connor McDavid skate with like Kale McCarr or Mitch Marner or William Nylander? A little bit, but at the end of the day, if the games are fun to watch and it's a skills challenge because there's some money on the line, is intense and it, and it's fun to watch, you'll forget really quickly who the player, who like what teams these players play for, and you'll think of them as all stars. I think yep. that's natural and. um yeah, overall, I'd I'd say I'm excited for it. I still think the NHL is my second favorite All Star. They have NHL has the best skills challenge of any All Star game. It's not even close. The NHL skills challenge is better than NHL or NBA. It's better than the NFL. I think the NHL skills challenge is super fun. The games I think are also very competitive with the NBA All Star. Quick game. question on that. Okay, that's interesting. You do you think it's better than the home run derby? I do. Okay. I do. Okay, interesting. Um, I, I like the home run derby. Go, don't get me wrong. Um, I just, uh, I, because I'm a fan of like the old school style, I get more excited about the MLB All-Star game than I do about the home run derby. And I know I'm probably in the minority on that. And even if I'm not a huge baseball fan, but I like the fact in that game that you have the all-stars of each team playing a game of baseball. Right. Well, I, I would say this out of all four of the major sports, baseball is the one where you could play the quote unquote hardest and try. And, right. and, you know, you're not obviously the reason why the NFL doesn't play the Pro Bowl game the way they used to anymore is because no one tried because it, they don't want to get hurt. It's not worth yep. it. Um, in hockey, the reason why they went to three on three is because, yeah, playing five, there's no checking. It was high scoring. So they went to this faster more fluid, a lot of chances, right? Just that three, yeah, on three mentality, more, which is more fine. space. And it allows for more exciting stick handling and, and uh, you get more flash. The ice is more open. So I understand yeah. it. Yeah. And, and unless your name is Kobe Bryant, you didn't play, no one plays defense in the NBA, uh, yeah. all-star game. Right. right. So, you know, right. you, LeBron's not doing chase down blocks there anymore. So, yeah, I, I don't, uh, I, it's interesting because the only thing I'd say when it comes to like the home run derby, right. And notice, I'm not talking about any of the other skit. Nothing else about the non All Star <laughs> game for baseball. I give a shit. 
Except yeah, for the I don't Derby. Think that. And the, yeah. it, they found a way to make it up. Pageant about it. It is. Yeah. It is a thing. It's in they the zeitgeist, right? And yeah. um, that's. I, I'm not necessarily. And here's the thing. I'm not. Not every year is it better than the NHL All Star uh, skills because I. I am with you. I love the All Star skills. A couple years ago, when they had. Um, uh, it was a Kendall Coin Schofield, uh, the female league run, and she participated in the uh, All Star Skills Challenge. She did. She did the fastest lap with yep. Connor McDavid. Like that was really cool. There's a lot of fun things that they do, and I very do. I do very much enjoy it. Uh, when the All when the Home Run Derby is on, it yeah, is yeah. it's on. Yeah, yeah I, I I will I will say it just. But again, it's it's year to year. The dunk competition also used to be that way, but the dunk the dunk competition yeah. has died. The the NBA the NBA All Star Skills Challenge has has really become not watch TV for me. Um, I, I'll saying. watch the highlights and the dunk competition, and, and honestly, it could just be human limitation. You know what I mean? Like we've seen so much of the dunks and and stuff growing up, um, but part of it is also. Uh, the stars in the social media age um, don't want to be in the dunk competition uh, for whatever reason. They they don't feel like they need to be in it. Um, I, I don't know why that is, but yeah, it's just it doesn't have the same. It doesn't have the same like when you had Kobe and well, I don't think Kobe ever did. When you had Jordan and you had. Dr. J and even like when we were kids, maybe it wasn't the big, the big stars, but you had Dwight Howard and you had cool stories like Nate Robinson, but you still had a star in the all-star dunk competition to drive viewership to it. And look, I'm a huge NBA fan. I know more NBA players than the average guy. But when you look at the participants this year or last year, KJ Martin, good dunker, not a household name. Mac McClung, great dunker. Like who is that? Great dunker, but unless you're watching mixtapes on YouTube, you don't know who Mac McClung is. Trey Murphy the third, another great, super athletic dunker, not really that big name of household. And then Jericho Sims, it's the exact same thing, right? So look, it's 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 just when you look at the NHL All Star Challenge, you get the stars. Like these are the biggest names in the NHL competing. And showing off their skills. And to your point with the home run derby, you have that as well. Like you have one or two guys that's hitting a bunch of home runs that might become a household name or wasn't a household name. But the NHL does a great job. Every one of these guys are the top dudes in the NHL, and they're all showing off their skills. And I, I to me, that's why I get so excited about it. Yeah, I I fully agree. Right? Like you're the best player in the world, the best player in the world, Connor McDavid, is in the fastest skater. He's doing stick handling. He's right. doing the passing right. challenge, the accuracy challenge. Like he's in these events and, you know, and LeBron is not in any of those events. And LeBron hasn't been in any of those events since his, his first time with the Cavs, right? So, yeah. you know, like it, I, I, it's my favorite. I, I, I was trying to remove a little bit of my bias and, and I, the, the NBA, I think used to say, I think you could say the NBA used to be a better event. I, I agree. 15 yeah. years ago, but now you don't have the Vince Carters, you know, you don't even have the Aaron Gordons doing the dunk competition. So I think it's really fun. And like I said, when the, when the home run derby has the right participants and it is on, it is fucking on. 
But yeah. when it's not, it's in. So, hey. uh, yeah, overall, I will take it because I'm also a sucker for hockey, so I'll hot, watch it all. Hot take, hot take, best all-star weekend is NASCAR, but that's a, because they actually do a real race. So that's a total, well, they're not one of the big four, so. It, yeah, yeah. Well, and hey, you know what? Uh, you know, you're going to see these players go more than left. Correct. So, it's, uh, it's, uh, Joe, it's important. Joe, how do you feel about the Blackhawks now being the worst team in the NHL? I fucking hate it. I, I let's let's talk about it. Let's let's talk about yeah, some standings. Let's do, real quick. let's do a quick standings. So, okay. So obviously, Connor uh, Connor Bedard gets hurt. Um, that team has fucking no one besides Connor Bedard. Um, they uh, Chicago did a couple of things. They signed Nick Felino to a two year extension. Uh, they also signed, uh, oh my God, who else? They sent a couple other guys to a little bit of extension. I mean, to be fair, Connor Bedard has to play with someone, and they wanted a sure. couple veteran guys. So, fine, I get it. Um, they're in the standings, the worst. They've also played one less game than San Jose. Um, and unfortunately, San Jose keeps getting these overtime losses, which gives them a point, and it's bullshit. All right. <laughs> but I want to say they have three more overtime losses than Chicago, but they're only one point, uh, or th- they're three points ahead of them. So that's exactly where they're ahead of me. They have a, they have, God, this is so depressing. They have negative 20 more goal differential. Yeah. Yeah, negative 92 to negative 77. They've given up Um, almost just one shy of 200 goals at the all-star break. It's it's rough. Uh, It's rough. Uh, It's a rough life. Uh, They also have only scored two more goals. Chicago. Granted, Uh, 20 of that goal differential came from two back to backs. But oh, yeah, if you well, that's not not like 16. But yeah, Um, if you if you take like. They've had a strong finish. They lost last night in overtime to Anaheim, and I, I did actually stay up to watch that game. But they were on a little heater. They won three in a row. Um, it, listen, I think these two teams are clearly the two worst in the NHL. Um, I don't think there's much competition in terms of, you know, who else could be worse. In the East, are there bad teams? Yes. Is Columbus yeah. certainly finding a way to implode? Absolutely. Sure. They're not this level of bad. No, no, um, no. I mean, they've, they, if you look at their goals against, I mean, they're, they're way more competitive. They're just, to your point, they're imploding. They're losing games that they could win. Now, do you want to win those games? Probably the fuck not. Like, we know the Blue Jackets aren't going anywhere. So the, it's not yeah. like it's a loss for them to lose those games, but you're 100% right. Like, the competitiveness of the Blue Jackets is, it's a clear advantage over where the Sharks and the Blackhawks are. Real quick on Columbus. We'll talk about him because they're our home state team. And I think you and I both have a little bit. We'll root for Columbus a little bit. Um, Columbus uh, is... Columbus is the Cleveland Browns after they returned, where they just can't find a way to do anything quite right. They always seem to be inept. Um, the difference is, is Columbus doesn't fire people. They don't really do a lot of turnover and they have to. Yarmo Kekalainen has been a, the general manager there for almost 10 years or 10 years now. Um, th- th- that front office and coaching staff needs to be fucking gutted. The owner needs to be pissed off and he needs to make heads roll. No yeah. one should walk out of the season with a job. The only thing they should look at is that roster and say, circle some guys and say, these are young pieces. We have to either find out if they're the core or they are the core and work to jettison every fucking veteran off that roster. I'm sorry, Boone Jenner. Congratulations on your first all-star. Maybe we'll keep you around because we need to have at least one guy who knows what the fuck he's doing in a locker room. But other than that, why is this team trying to compete? 
They went out, they signed Johnny Gaudreau. That signing has yeah. not worked out. Um, and the Mike Babcock si- signing, he didn't even coach a game before he fucked up again. Pascal Vincent is hated in that locker room. He's mishandling the team. The Elvis Merlinkins has asked for a trade. At this point in time of his career, just grant it to him, get him out. He's not that good right now anyway. But David Jurczyk, their younger, uh, their young top defensive prospect, wants to change the scenery. He thinks he's being mismanaged. Ken Johnson has been up and down from Cleveland to Columbus. Uh, at the beginning of the year, I saw him play in Cleveland. He's a good young player. He should not be in Cleveland when you have a bunch of junk and garbage on that roster in front of him. Find a way yeah. to gut it and get it out. It's um, disappointing, like, man. I mean, you, you look disgusting. at where they were at. You look at where they were at four or five years ago and how inept they seem now compared to recent history. It, it's, it is a complete 180. Um, you look at the teams that they're ah. surrounded by in the Eastern Conference. R- real quick on that. Yeah. It's a, it's a 180 only because, it, and I'm not a giant Tortorella fan. Tortorella finds a way to get every little last bit out of players. And Tortorella plays the um, win by one goal. And yeah. if, you, yep. if you lose, lose in overtime to get the point. He's a big fan of getting the loser. Um, he gets the most out of his teams. I think if you had, and I think there's a testament to how, good, how decent of a coach he is, but also how he coaches. He burns players out. Um, I think you look at his tenure here and you see every one of those teams overachieved. They also rode a two-time Vesna winning goaltender in Sergei Bravowski. Yeah, like right. 65, 70 games a year, they rode him into the ground, and then they would lose in the first round because they that, they only could survive on goaltending. Um, it, I don't. I, it's more of a 90 than a 180 to me. I think it's sure. they were always sure. they were always treading always water. Close. Yeah. yeah, they were always close to drowning, and now they're doing it. Yeah, and now they're drowning because now they got rid of the only they got rid of the decent coach. And some of the players who were decent have left and now they have nothing and they haven't been able to find a coach to get anything out of the players. What's also very disappointing. Adif Antilli has a cat. I believe it's a calf injury. He's out for like six to eight weeks. So their yeah. top draft pick is gone. Um, they need a, they need to look themselves in the, the owner needs to look himself in the mirror, determine where he wants his franchise to go and then gut the fuck out of that team. Um, yep. Yeah. It, it, I, it, I totally agree, rough. man. I, I mean, it's just rough and, and, and they've made no strides since towards left. It's just been, and yeah, I, I it's disappointing <laughs> because that's such a good, I like, it is such a good on, I don't want to say unknown hockey town. Um, but when that, when, when they're good, man, base. it's a, such a solid fan base. And, and, and the blue jackets were my team when they're in the West. I'm I'm glad they're in the East because it's logistically makes way more sense. So I really can't um, I really can't I don't root for them as as much as I used to. Um, but they're the hometown team uh, for us. I mean, even though we're in Cleveland, they're in Columbus. Like I I want to see the Jackets do well, man. I, I just do, and 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 it's it's a shame to see where they're where they're at right now. Here's what here, here's something crazy for you. I, I'm looking at Hockey DB right. So Columbus is averaging uh, a little under 17,000 fans. I'd have to look and see what the uh, capacity is. I want to say it's around 18, right? Um, That's more than the Devils, which they're a good team in a big metropolitan area. Uh, They got huge Jackies, right? They they should be better than they are. Their goaltending sucks. The Buffalo Sabres, which are considered to have a great hockey market. That's more than New York Islanders, which is considered to be a good hockey market. Uh, And then it's more than Anaheim, San Jose, Winnipeg, and Arizona. And the only reason is, San Jose is so low is because 
yeah, they're, they're just they're, trash. They're, it's yeah, tough to draw. They're awful, right? Uh, the coyotes are fucking garbage, and uh, <laughs> and they no. can't fit more than seven thousand people in that yeah, or five thousand like, people. It, it's in it's insane. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, let me look up their capacity. Look, but yeah, it's a. I think we'd agree they're a good a good hockey market. Yeah, their capacity is eighteen one forty four. They're they're ninety two percent filled. That's not bad for a team that's been garbage for my entire life, basically. Yeah. Other than other than one year where they made it past the first round, uh, it's uh, it's 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 depressing and it's sad and that that te- that town and that fan base deserves more. So Agreed. that's all I want to say on them. Um, I will say this. So they uh, currently sit 12 points higher than Chicago. So, um, yeah. you know, that yeah. that tells you how bad Chicago and San Jose are right now. And even Anaheim a little bit. Anaheim's really try- found a way to fall off the cliff. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, he, it, I think we one, can. One last thing on that real quick. I'll say this. Yeah. San Jose and Chicago had decades of success. Now, San Jose never won the Cubs. No, obviously, no, but I know that, right? They but they were in the playoffs. Yeah. So they made it to a cup final. They made it to the Western Conference multiple times. They were a great hockey. You could are there's teams in there that you look and say they deserve to win the cup. They never did. Chicago won three Stanley Cups. These teams are bad because of they had decades of success and eventually you just run out of room. You run out of yeah. runway and you have to do a reset, right? Yeah. They, at the end, there's mismanagement on both of those, but you know it's hard to it's hard for me to blame the Sharks when they had 17 years of making the postseason. Columbus has no history of success. They barely no. make the postseason, and they're still this fucking shitty. Uh, I hope if they were if they Columbus- were in, in anywhere more of a major market, they'd be an absolute fucking laughingstock. And it's it's terrible yes. to say that, but just the no. way that they play and, and the fact that they play in Columbus is almost a godsend because if they played, if that was the Capitals that had the success that the Jackets had. I mean, fucking, they'd be the laughing stock of the NHL, and it sucks. I, I wish they were better. I wish they were better. Well, the uh, the inaugural Capitals, team, the very first season the Capitals were around, they're uh, <laughs> they're the worst team ever. But uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but anyway, let's let's speak of the Capitals. Let's go look at the East real quick. Um, yeah. So obviously, we're not going to talk about San Jose because they're not making the postseason. But the Eastern Conference is in a really interesting position right now. Um, yeah. So you've got. Real quickly, we'll talk about the uh, the divisions here. So you have the Atlantic, right? Boston, the cream of the crop. Florida, though, low-key, might be the best team in that group. Um, and then their Tampa Bay's up there, right? So if we're looking at uh, the wild card position, the Atlantic has Boston, Florida, and Tampa in the 1-2-3. The Metropolitan has the Rangers, the Hurricanes, and the Flyers in the 1-2-3. and three. And then the wild cards are Toronto and Detroit, both tied at 58 points. Uh, both those wild cards, I might add, have more points than Philadelphia Flyers, but they can't pass them because they're not in the Metro. Conference, buddy. Yep. Yep. Um, Dude, what? I'll tell you, um, it is it is uh, that wild card is so up for grabs. Those teams are so close between the Maple Leafs, the Red Wings, and the Lightning. I honestly, by by, I mean, I don't think we made these predictions. I really thought the Red Wings would be out of the wild card by the All Star break. Very, I don't want to say very wrong because they're second place to wild card, but they do have six more points than the next team that can have a wild card. Yes, they have one more game than the Islanders. Um, it is a again, the East is a clusterfuck, man. I mean, it is such a tough. I mean, you look at the Penguins. <sighs> They have 46 games. I mean, they're three games behind. Can they make up five points in three games? 
Well, he, he, here, here's the here's what's really interesting about the East, right? So when you look at the Atlantic, Boston sitting at 71, Lock. Florida 66, Tampa Lock. 59, Toronto 58, Detroit 58, right? Yeah. Boston and Florida, I, I agree. I, I would never take them out. Uh, I think when you're talking about who can have that third spot in the Atlantic, I think it's absolutely up for grab. If you were to tell me it's going to be Tampa Bay, I'd believe you. If you tell me it's going to be Toronto, I believe you. If you tell me it's going to be Detroit, I'm not going to believe you. I'm with you. I agree. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I, now, Alex, part of the reason why Detroit is playing so well, Alex Lyon has really stepped up in that number one role in net. He's done a really good job. Um, they've played pretty well. Toronto. Toronto is the intro. Toronto is the most talented, the more talented team out of all three of those, in my opinion, right now. Yep. But their goaltending has been shaky at best. Ilya Samsonov's come back and had a couple good games. Um, that's a case of where I, if I'm Toronto, Tampa Bay, or Detroit, I don't want to deal with the wild card. Find yeah. a way to beat the person in front of you, own that third spot, and don't worry about the wild card. Now, now Joe. Because, because, sorry, go ahead. There's a goaltender on Toronto that we love and cherish. I we don't. We we do not. Martin Jones is not loved or cherished by anyone. And he should not. He should not be <laughs> let let me let me tell you something about Martin Jones. All right. Martin Jones should let me pull up his stats here real quick. Martin Jones should not at all. I need my goalie stick. As you're looking that up, I uh I agree with you on the Tampa Bay Maple Leafs thing. I do think at the end of the day, Tampa Bay would be the wild card and the Maple Leafs will be locked in with the conference seed. Um, They're just so fucking talented. But to your point, they're going to have to get, they're going to have to get a little bit more consistent goaltending the rest of the year. Cause if they don't, they might very well be at that wild card. Then who knows what happens in the playoffs, right? You got a guy who stands on his fucking head. Maybe it works, but. Um, I do think Toronto as, as a whole is more talented, but Hey, look, the lightning have been doing it for a number of years, so they do know how to fucking do it. Right. And they got goaltending back. They're getting healthy ish, right? <laughs> They've got a lot of healthy ish. <laughs> they have a lot of time to get healthy before the playoffs. Um, I just, I, I still, I still think though, Toronto has the talent to be able to take that spot. There are also three games behind the lightning, and are only a point behind the Lightning, so um, that's that's a fair point. And Detroit, yeah. same amount of games as Tampa Bay, and they're and they're a point behind, right? So, right. Um, the really quickly, the Martin Jones, um, in a limited sample, limited sample, he yeah. is has a nine eleven save percentage this year. Yeah, yeah. Jason, since two thousand and eighteen, he has had one year he finished. In the in 900. And it was literally 900. And that was yeah. when he was with Philadelphia in garbage a, team. By the way, yeah. uh, his goal was a still three goal. and a half. Yeah, so, as, a, as a come in and play because we don't know what the fuck we're doing here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So um, if Toronto has to rely on him in any major amount of time, I, I just, you know, I, yeah. I don't trust him. Uh, he's having a okay so far for them. He's been a nice stopgap. He what he did when he had to come in and start playing some meaningful games is he kept them from bleeding to death. That was the important. Right? He didn't let them bleed out. Um, but yes, I'm not trusting Martin Jones. But 
the most interesting division right now in terms of the wild card is the Metropolitan, right? So the yeah. Rangers and Hurricanes sit atop that at 63 and 61 points. Um, Pretty comfortably, I might add. Th- yeah. Now, the Rangers have been below average since the holiday. Um, Igor Shostorkin is having a, medi- a below me average year. He's kind of sucked ass. I have him on fantasy, and he's just he's not Igor. Would I trust him to turn it around? More so than most absolutely. other goalies, absolutely. Uh, yeah. But the current Hurricanes don't have a goaltender. They don't have anyone solid. They're using a lot of different tandems right now. They're playing good hockey, though. They played their defensively sound. Uh, Robert Rendemore coaches the hell out of that team. There are two teams that we've talked about so far. This is the second one. I think Toronto and Carolina, I'd be surprised if they don't make some goaltender move to the trade deadline. Does that mean they're going out and they're getting Jacob Markstrom from Calgary? Or they're going to get, maybe not, but getting a, getting a guy who can sit back there and you can feel a little more comfortable with, I wouldn't be surprised. Or just somebody to fill the ranks. Toronto needs somebody cheap that can fill, you know, fill the ranks. Yeah. Uh, but Philly's the the Flyers are filling that third spot right now, and, and I don't believe in the Flyers at all. Um, another big thing that goes into this, and we we'll we'll circle back on this before we end. Um, the Flyers no longer have Carter Hart. Carter Hart had to take an indefinite leave of absence from the team, um, because he is being charged with sexual assault in the 2018 Hockey Canada um scandal. Uh, rightfully so, he should not be playing should be stepping away he should not play another game until all that's resolved it's very very serious so they lost their they lost their star their their star goaltender or or their you know their like best goaltender um if anyone could keep a team afloat with that it is john tortorella but they just team just doesn't have enough owen Tippett's also on ir right now i think that team's gonna fade i wouldn't bet on it because i just i just truly think John Tortorella will find a way he could make a team win with duct tape for fuck's sake. Uh, and it drives me crazy. But when you look at the teams below them on the stand, uh, below them on the standings, New York Islanders, the Pittsburgh Penguins, New Jersey Devils, and the Washington Capitals, right? They're all sitting in the low 50. Yeah. Well within striking distance of the Flyers. I think Carolina and the Rangers are just high enough that they're that they're no longer within striking distance of those two teams. But my God, if I'm any of those four teams, I am doing everything I fucking can to get that third spot in the Metro because the wild card is going to be a fucking dog. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I'm a I'm a big believer in goal differential as a, as a as a teller of how a team is. Um, I understand that you can you can win games despite goal differential. It's pretty clear when you look at the Capitals being at 51 points with a pretty gnarly goal differential of minus 31. Um, I that being said, I do think that the Islanders or the Devils are going to find a way to be able to pull it off. I'm a little bit disappointed in the Pens over the last 10 games. Uh, they've lost some games and they've come out and played like. Uh, they played. They played soft, and they're not getting good goaltending. And uh, oh, the, I disagree. The, I disagree. They're getting good goaltending. Um, but well, Tr- yeah. Tristan Jari and Alex Nedeljkovic have played very, very good. The killer with the Pens right now is that they're not able to sustain a lead yeah. at all, yeah. and their goals. Their goals per game is something at. I'd have to go check it out. I don't need to go look it up, but. They're just when they need to score four, they're getting three. 
And then when they need to score two, they're getting five. Like they're blowing out teams. A good example is when they beat the Sharks. They yeah. they won ten to two. So they, by the way, there is eight of the there's eight goals on your goal difference, right? You didn't need to beat them by eight to win that yeah. game. You had them beat with five, right? So yeah. you they're scoring when they need when they don't need to score more. And then when they need one more goal to break a tie to take somebody over to overtime when they need to win a game out in overtime, they're just, they're not getting, they're that's not getting trust, the time. That's why I don't trust them. That's why I said the Islanders and the devils um, would be my picks to, to overtake the it, flyers. I just, I just don't trust the penguins when it comes down to the crunch time. You need a goal. You have to play a little bit dirty. You've got to figure it out. You've got to get that point. They haven't been able to do it. They've shown it all year. And to your point, that's why I said goal differential take a lot of stock in it because you have to look at those things. They're at plus four if you take that Sharks game out. The, right? the if you take the Sharks game out, uh, let's see what are they at right now. They're, they're at, yeah, they're plus. Yeah, they're plus if, if you if you if you took away every goal, what I'd say is take away five. They didn't need to win by. Yeah, yeah, five, you're right. You're right. Fine, yeah. you're at plus eight, right? Um, and every team has those, right? Uh, sure, sure. But what is interesting about that? It, so first of all, the Devils, the Devils have a lot of injuries. Um, Jack Hughes is out. Uh, Timo Meyer's not playing very well this year. Uh, Jester, Jesper Bratt was injured. Nico Heischer's not having a, a top tier year. Uh, they've lost Dougie Hamilton for the season. The earliest he's going to be back is the playoffs, and they don't have a goal. Uh, you take Vancheck and uh, uh, Akima uh, Akira Schmidt. Just they're just not cutting it. If you got him a goaltender, maybe. Um, I, I look and say. If I'm New Jersey, I wonder if they're not looking and saying we're not going to make any major moves to the deadline. We're not going to trade for it. We're not going to trade away a ton of assets to make it. Let's just accept this as a step back year, come back reloaded next year, make some key moves in the offseason, shore up the goaltender when you get a goaltender for a fair price and go back guns blazing next season. I'm not convinced that they're going to go for it this year. I, I think that might. And then the Islanders. Well, Lou Lamarillo, they just made a coaching change. Patrick Waugh is now behind the bench of the New York Islanders. Um, and that hasn't worked out too well. They, they no. yeah, yeah. You know, they, they, they've lost three in a row. Um, they didn't get that co- new coach bump. Uh, Ilya Sorokin is a good goaltender. He's having a, a, an okay year. But the Islanders, which Lou Lamarillo, any coach he has, wants that team to play incredibly hard defensively and they just don't they're not right now they're a weak defensive team uh they they don't trap well they don't do anything well right now i'm not a believer in them either to your point i'm not sure i believe in the pens they have had the ability to step up and start winning games and they just seem to be very content winning eh, six out of ten they're content with being 560 the rest of the year and five sixty ain't gonna fucking cut it this year. No, it just no, won't. I agree. They also we talked about this last time. They also have a huge dilemma with Jake. They're getting really close to having to pull the trigger on a trade or an extension, or do you roll the dice, I go in, yeah, and hope he's gonna cut and hope you're gonna do something with him in the office. Um, I don't know what they do because we talked about it last season. And deep dive it again. If you let him, if you don't, if you trade him, you're not getting enough back to make up his gap. There's no one in the pipeline to no, bring up and fill you, his if, spot. Yeah, if like, you trade you him, you were, if you trade him, you were saying we are not going for the playoffs this year, and if we make it, it's going to be 
just on happenstance. I, I 100% think that's the case. If you get rid of Gensel, you were telling the fan base, we don't think we have what it takes to be able to make any sort of run this year. 100%. So if we if we get the wild card, so fucking be it. We're not anticipating getting it. The I think that's the message that's going to be sent, but depending in, on what they do. By the way, this, where they're sitting right now, is the worst place they could. Oh, well, yeah. Absolutely. Actually, the I don't worst place they the could worst, be is maybe like 55 or 56 55. points. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. They're pretty close to being the worst spot because right now, you could look at it a lot of different ways. Uh, I don't envy Kyle Dubas having to make this decision. The only nope. thing you could look to do and try and tell the fan base on is hey, this isn't our year. But Sidney Crosby's proven that he's still Sidney Crosby. Malkin is still, you know, enough of what Malkin used enough to be. Enough of a piece. Yep, right. Agreed. Uh, Latang is still functional, right? We could retool. We could trade him away, get a couple pieces, maybe even flip those pieces to get more. Like we, we could try and reload for a run next. My problem with this is I just look at what's out there in the free agent market in the offseason, what you could trade for right now. What team is going to give you young pieces or actionable pieces to go into next year with that are better or worth enough to lose Jake Gensel? You're not going to get. 35 goal guy on the free agent market and just no. sign him to a cheap contract. You're not going to replace what Jake Gensel delivers in your pipeline. And anything you do to get to fill the pipeline isn't for next year. It's for a couple years from now. They're in a very, very difficult spot. If I'm Kyle Dubas, I'm going, I'm talking to management. I'm talking to ownership and I'm saying, I want to, I want to make a push. I want to trade for people. I want to do whatever I can to make the playoffs this year. If we don't, and I end up needing to gut this team in two years, do I have the ability? Like, if I hit the reset button two years from now, do I get a three, a full three, five year rebuild? Are you going to trust me with that? Because what GMs are always afraid of is after after a while, they lose the ability to hit the reset button and get a fresh. Now, Kyle yeah, Dubas is in this first year; he's not close to losing it, but he's no. got to think two he's to three gotta, years. When Kyle he, Dubas yeah. has a big three months, two months, and then regardless of what he does. He's got a big off season. He's got a huge off season, oh, yeah. huge hey, off season because hey, his he, moves are going to determine what the Penguins are for the next three years. And it's and 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 I think he gets some time more than three years. I do think Kyle Dubas gets more than three four years. I guess in I, I agree, but it's, totally it's something agree, that every GM influences their decision. Yeah. Hey, do you want to take a quick look at the Western Conference? Because I think the yeah. Western Conference, in my opinion, um, I'll just start here. Uh, when I look at the Central and the Pacific, I feel real confident about those first three teams in both. I don't think that's a uh, a shock of a statement, especially with the Oilers on a 16-game win streak. My God, have they turned their shit around. By the way, they're, they're uh, you, know who, you know who they tied for the win streak right there? Who is that? <laughs> I believe it's the 2016 Columbus Blue Jackets. Let's go, buddy. Uh, fun fact, Sam Gagne was on the Blue Jackets team that won 16 in a row, and now he's on this Edmonton Oilers team. Who won. Oilers he's team, the yeah. only player in history to have two of the longest win streaks. Um, yeah, they're one win away from from owning that record. Um, man, coaching change and a goalie change, and all of a sudden they Holy went shit. from a, it well like, completely. a implosion to an explosive fireworks show of just fantastic greatness. It is... I'd have to look at it. I'd have to look at it, but I, I'm pretty sure you and I were speaking of gloom and doom for the Oilers and yeah, losing and we, McDavid and and you know not getting an extension and you know what do you do at Drysital and here the fuck we are 16 games later. Oh um, yeah, we're we're man, they have turned their shit around. 
Yeah. Duh. And and to keep in mind, they are in they are I don't want to say solidly, but they have a three goal lead in the third in the Pacific at fucking five games less than the Knights. Five games it's, less. I also tell you this. This is also where you look. This is where it and this is exactly what goes against the Penguins, right? The Penguins are They've played four less games than Detroit that are sitting in the wild card, right? Four games less than the Flyers who are ahead of them in the in the Metro. But this is a great example of where having points in hand is always better than chasing them down because they played five games less than the Golden Knights. And the Golden Knights have exactly five points more. Five now points it's more. A, yep. right? They have the points. They've played four games less than Vancouver, and Vancouver has over 10 points. That's exactly what bag your points. Get him early. Gold diff is fucking nutty. Vancouver is fantastic. Thatcher Demko's had a fantastic year, a a, a electric year. Um, that's but that's exactly why when you have an opportunity, bag the fucking points, right? And Edmonton is looking like they're going to be the exception to that rule. They're they're just chomping up points. But your point: sixteen game winning streak, and they are still only third in the Pacific, and they're only three points ahead of LA in the wild card. Now they are literally just leagues and miles ahead of LA's <laughs> and they play. Are doing like, the they're, exact they're trending in two different directions. Edmonton is skyrocketing me up, and I, I Los Angeles is like falling to earth faster than the asteroid in Armageddon. Uh, they're literally imploding. Um, they're they're by far my, uh, my my pick for a team that if they were to miss the wild card, that's a, a disaster season for them. But yeah. Uh, the West is like it was the last time, extremely top heavy. You have a lot of bottom feeder teams. You have a lot of oh, let me phrase it. You have a lot of teams that would normally be bottom feeder teams, but they're not quite as bad as the Sharks, Chicago, or the Ducks. So um, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens there. I think you and I both we talked about the Blues a lot the last time. Yeah. Blues making a uh, I'm not going to say a sneaky run. They're making push. a little making bit of a push. push. You can say push. Um, yeah, but but again, you know, when you're talking the wild card. L.A. and St. Louis are there. Nashville, Seattle, um, Arizona's dropped off like we kind of both predicted. If you were to tell me two out of those four teams make the wild card, I'm not. Like, I, I, at this yeah. point, I, I do. I would I would probably lean still stronger on L.A. I think L.A. can rebound. But, um, yeah, it, that's exactly who you figure the wild card. Yep. Uh, one last thing before before we call it uh, that I do. We briefly touched on this and I wanted to bring it up because I do think it's an important story. Um, we mentioned Carter Hart. Yep. So the uh, 2016, uh, not 2016, 2018 um, Canadian World Junior Team. Uh, about two years ago, uh, a, a case was reopened in London, Ontario. Uh, a woman was acu- accused eight players of sexual assault. And uh, we're just now getting the charges of five players, all five former LNHLers, Carter Hart of the Philadelphia Flyers. Dylan Dubé of the Calgary Flames, Michael McLeod of the New Jersey Devils, and Cal Foote, um, also of New Jersey, are accused. And so is Alex Formenton, who used to play for Ottawa. Um, all accused of sexual assault, and not all the trials have been sealed, but it's a very, very, very serious charge. Um, they're accused of a lot more than just sexual assault. It's uh, it, it's pretty sad. And, 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 and all sorts of shit. Yep. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's pretty gross. Um, What's left unsaid here is originally eight people were listed in the original report. They've narrowed it down to five that are getting charges. Um, what that tells me and what's sad about it is there wasn't enough to charge three people, even though three other people were in the room that allowed this to happen. Um, it's sad. It's really 
gross, but um, I I appreciate the fact that all the teams, all the players have stepped away. None of the teams are fighting this. Obviously, the NHL Players Association will do something they have to and all that. Um, but so far, the NHL is doing the right thing and is probably not going to let these guys play. Uh, Gary Bettman does pretty much own control over what they do or what they allow them to do. I, I wanted to call it out. It's, it's fucked up. But uh, go ahead. No, I'm just glad we, I mean, you and I have been following this, you more close than I have, but we've been following this for years now, um, listening to uh, plenty of people talk about how shit this situation was and kind of for lack of, I will say a lot of the, a lot of the podcasts we listen to and the hockey professionals that we listen to talk about it, um, they did a really good job about, uh, Kind of saying, hey, let's let it, let's let it steam down. Let's not throw names out there. Let's not leak shit. Let's just let it come to fruition because of how serious it is. I'm glad we're finally getting to a point where we can. Here are the people. These are the names. Now we can start really diving into the details and 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 getting to the bottom of it. I'm glad it's finally coming, and hopefully, um, we figure this out, and then team canada can get their shit together and get rid of the black mark but it's going to take a long long time for that to happen yeah uh uh, hockey canada uh the all the board resigned uh when this all came out two years ago they had the Canadian government uh, investigated all of their funding because they are government they get uh, part of their funding from government and they get a lot of it from dues um a lot of people lost their jobs uh a lot of people in hockey canada need to lose more than their jobs um it, the fact that they covered this up the fact that they paid out hush money um it, it's despicable it's gross um and the other part of this all shows a very very I, we mentioned a little bit uh, earlier right hockey players are so ingrained with each other they're together and they're teammates you know these guys go and play juniors they live in other they live in each other's houses from the time they're young men uh, they're teenagers and this is the kind of thing that 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 kind of uh you know upbringing can sometimes breed when you just don't know any better and these guys are your brothers you played in a team together they're your brothers you don't rat in your brothers well you let five of your brothers do something really fucking shitty and really bad and uh you know i don't like to uh, you don't like to judge everyone's character without knowing them but this is a shitty and bad look on the sport of hockey terrible look for hockey canada a lot of people paid the price in jobs and like i just said more they need to pay more than just jobs and these five are yeah. gonna these fives are gonna pay so um it's a terrible way to end uh the pod but uh I, we talked about a lot of other fun stuff so uh we're not going to talk about this too much more when more updates come along we'll take a look at it but uh yep. oh, the, the last thing i'll say on this is that uh apparently the uh the court uh the jurisdiction court of in london ontario is backed up that the closest this could ever get the trial is six so yep a yep. long wait these guys aren't going to be playing for a long so nope no and they're done uh their careers are are um over i think I, 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 unless something drastic happens i'm with you <laughs> yep well hey our careers aren't done uh we have to go record a different pod so uh jason good talking puck with you man yeah man hey joe puck yourself yeah yeah get pucked